we drop back into the mysterious workshop from before. We see two purple and gold clad figures with brown falcons on the shoulder. They're making very light conversation, mostly technical talk about the prototype they're working on on the table in front of them. We see a set of rings that slide inside of each other and then extend out and go back around in a constantly never-ending loop, creating a magical thrust of some sort. Uh, There's a hint of nerves in the air. We see one of the figures with the number five on their chest and says J. Rodri underneath. Glances at the other room and then says under their breath to the other figure, We believe one wanted me to not limit the hex phase ratio. If we aren't careful, these boosters could spell nothing but ruin and chaos for his entire little pet project. And and this isn't the first time either, and I'm not the only one who sees it. Your partner came to me too. Speaking of, where did she get off to? Number five gets interjected by the other figure, number six, speaking up without making eye contact and without breaking focus from the project on the table, says... You both need to keep your heads down so we can do our jobs. And then we cut to black. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Queering People Saving Throws. It's your favorite, maybe your favorite queer d podcast crew, but... <laughs> We're going to go around and do a little introductions, catch back up. Uh, I'm KJ, my pronouns are she, they, and I play Courtney, his pronouns are she, her, and are we doing a fun fact? Yes. Fun fact that I haven't already used, Courtney's favorite song to listen to is The Real Some Shady by Eminem, but her favorite improv <laughs> dance song is Let's Get Loud by JLo. Oh. Very good, very good. <laughs> Courtney just never disappoints with these fun facts. <laughs> Hi, my name is August. My pronouns are they, them, and I play Avery, pronouns he, him. And my fun fact of the day for Avery is that uh, in high school, he was voted most likely to get lost in the woods and never return, which is, you know, <laughs> kind oh, of God. fitting. Kind of fitting, for sure. <laughs> like, oh, you, you seem like one who might just, you know, become one with the trees. I wonder what that could have been about. That's a pretty mean honorific to give <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> was Avery bullied I think he was bullied <laughs> it's possible how could you care that much but <laughs> I'm Elena my pronouns are she they I play Gemma and her pronouns are she her and my fun fact this week about Gemma is that when it comes to organizing her bookshelves she does it by favorites on the top and then everything else is chaos <laughs> <laughs> so does the top shelf constantly change yeah there's like a rotating cast of things on the top shelf. I like it. Wow. Awesome. I'm Sam. My pronouns are she, they, and I play Mo. Pronouns they, them. And fun fact about Mo is that they hate flying. They are terrified of airplanes. And so they have never actually been out of the country. That is a fun fact about yeah. Mo. I love it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Noah. I'm the DM. I play everybody else. Uh, fun fact about number five this week. Number five was recruited because they were the up and coming forefront of magic and technology combinations. Nobody else can make a hex like they do. Just casual stuff. Just casual yeah. things, you know? Not sure how to digest that information at all. <laughs> nah, it's fine. <laughs> 
before we jump back into the game, let's do a little recap of how we got here. Take it away. Oh my God. So like we finally got away from Kelly and then like Avery was just like totally like freaking out. Like they got claws and all that. And like, it's like so scary, but like I'm kind of into it. Like it's kind of cool. And like, I'm just not sure, but like, I think we're friends again. So uh, we had to decide what to do about Kelly and everything he was, you know, scheming. So we uh, started to think about what, what are some, what are some of our options now going forward? So we uh, decided to head up the mountain and uh, ran into one of the teachers, Dr. Ford, and she's acting real strange. And so uh, we decided to just move, move right along. And so then once we reached the top of the mountain, uh, there was a really strange like orchard that was there. And then this room that had some stairs that descended down and down. And we decided to go down them and... For whatever reason, when I went inside them, felt right at home. Beautiful. And just like that, we've moved down into the mountain. I put a little map in the roll 20, and so I can reveal parts of it as you, like, explore them. Stairs to the roof, huh, Noah? Stairs to roof. Yep, that's where we were before. That tracks, that tracks. It will be a little interesting. I'm not entirely sure how this exploring a map in an audio format is it going to go Ooh, a map i'm sure we will continue to over explain everything which is fine yeah i trust our abilities to make yeah. this clear so you this is a building oh i'm sorry does that say multi-dimensional shrine yes it does <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i'm sorry multi-denominational not uh dimensional oh. but the same thing yeah i don't have my glasses on so yeah <laughs> you come down the stairs and you're in what seems to be just a nice little bunker, you know, the, the walls are all stone, the ceiling stone, everything's looks like it was carved out, but also delicately laid in place. So it almost feels like this entire room down here was part of the mountain that was made into what it was supposed to be. The only things you see in this first room are the stairs you just came down. And there's a multi-denominational shrine of all different types of religions. You can see Actually, let's roll a religion check, and then we'll see what we see. Everybody? Yeah, if you want. You don't have to. I want to. <laughs> I rolled a nineteen. Wow, I got a four. Oof. I got a three. A nine. That's <laughs> not great for my character. Okay, so. <laughs> that seems does seem to make sense, though. Let's be real. <laughs> Courtney doesn't seem strong in religion, but. Doesn't seem like religion would be a. I'm a paladin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, oops, yeah, I forgot about that part. I was like, your personality does not seem religious. Well, it's about but... what the religion is, you know? Meanwhile, yeah. the bard over here is just... <laughs> but I'm a witchy bard, so it makes sense. Yeah. Gemma, you look at the shrine and you see remnants from all different types of religions. Some you don't even recognize, but a lot of different tributes that you do recognize, but you feel like you shouldn't because you can't remember where they're from or what part of the world they belong to but you know them and you are comforted by them knowing that there's so many different uh methods of support in this uh, this little shrine i love when memory loss strikes in this game so good there's also a door leading forward into the mountain deeper i think we're going through the door y'all <laughs> you don't have to i just put the door there it just... who's in front because we can't all be in, like, we've got to be in line if we're going up the stairs. 
Well, we've now, I think we've gotten to the end of the stairs and we're in this room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say Gemma's lingering by the stairs. Lizzie points at the door and is like, so we're going in there, right? That means that feels like the best option. I don't know what this table is right here, but yeah. strange vibes. I mean, we already saw what was up there. We might as well just keep going. We came here to get some stuff. Does anybody else feel like weirdly safe down here? Like literally, no. <laughs> no, no. You feel really safe down here? I mean, look at all the protection charms that are all over the walls. I mean, some I know, but some I don't. But I know most of them are good, I think. Ever since we walked in here, I've just been feeling like so cringe and so nervous. Really? Mm-hmm. Probably same. This place is like kind of creepy. Yeah. I feel like there's dangerous things in here. More dangerous than you, Gemma. That's kind of rude. Glances at her shoulder where there's still a, a knife wound. How many times do I have to apologize for that? <laughs> I think we're at two more, I think. Well, I'm sorry and I'm sorry. There you go. Oh my God. Let's go. Lizzie gives you a hug. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> that was unexpected, but thank you, I think. Avery, Avery rolls his eyes. But I think we should go through the door. can't believe I'm saying I agree with Lizzie, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Who grabs the door? Uh, everyone grab the door. Oh, <laughs> everyone! <laughs> everyone wants to everyone grab it. reaches for everyone the door. Everyone is really into <laughs> opening this door. Everyone suddenly was like, "Yes, we're really into we this." Have many feelings about opening this door. Hold the door, and it's Wait. locked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a sec. Give me one sec. I'm looking at my spells. Oh, okay. <laughs> the door is open, so like, I'm not locked, so we don't need it. We might. Yeah, but you don't know that yet. <laughs> You're just nervous. It's preemptively. I would like to do a detect poison and disease. On the door? Or through the door? Through the door. Can I do it through the door? Once it's open, yes. Within 30 feet of you, but not through through doors. (laughs) The door has a great seal. It says, the spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood. Okay, yeah. So that'll go through the door. On either side of the door is the one feet of stone, but you can go through the door with the... Um, do you have to roll anything for that? I think you just mark a spell slot. Yep. Yeah. So you don't detect any poison, but somewhere on the far other side of the door, like at the range close to your 30 feet, you do detect a few different diseases. It's, you know, your typical medical diseases, uh, leprosy and fucking... Chicken pox? I don't know. I didn't look up diseases, but <clears throat> <laughs> you can sense uh, a few different types of tonics that would prevent such diseases, but the, obviously they have little tinges of antibodies in there because science. So you can t- detect the, the antibodies. <laughs> uh, not right away. Like not right the away. They're not right on the other side of the door or within the first 10, 15 feet. Do people know that I've just done this spell? I think they I see tell you, did something. you reach your hand out towards the door and murmur something and your little fingertips, your little rock climber. Oh no, you've got the kalimba. I forgot. You hit your, your little thumb piano and it starts vibrating stuff through the wall. It bounces off of the stone walls on the other side. So it just kind of dissipates there. But you see it penetrate through the door and then sort of like echolocation, come back to the kalimba and then... 
you're aware of what you learned. All right, guys. So it seems like there's it's safe for a little bit, and then there's some sort of sickness or something going on at the end of the room. So we got to just be aware. Okay. Well, that sounds super helpful. Thanks for the music. <laughs> As Lizzie opens this door, she steps through it into the room, and you guys can all see past her. A room very similar to the one you were in before in layout, but it's got a bunch of crates and tables off to one side to the right. There's a big meeting table in the middle. There's a pretty tactful placement of rugs that make it look like a real homely team building room. And then off in the corner, just to their left immediately, there's a spiral staircase going up. And it's got, you know, nice gray metal. It looks so sleek. It definitely didn't fit in with the rest of the stone decor. There's also just to the right of the stairs, there's a plaque on the wall. What does the plaque say? Avery's going to go to the yeah. plaque first. <laughs> As you brush away all the dust and cobwebs that are all over this plaque, you see a very simple word. Paragon. Okay. So bird. Paragon. Um, is there any like papers or books or anything that we can There are look at? papers scattered nearly entirely across the floor. It looks like something came in here and ripped up a whirlwind of air and threw so many different notes and papers out of the cabinets on the floor. It's a little chaotic. So it's like just it's just there's just letters everywhere. There's just yeah. papers everywhere. It's not quite all. It looks like someone has ransacked it slightly. A little Is bit. Is that kind of the vibe? Yeah. yeah. Well, damn, someone was here. Oh my god, Courtney, this looks like your ex's room. <laughs> Listen, we can't all be like totally neat. Um, we should we should maybe like look at some of these. Yeah, you can roll investigation to see which one you grab. Yes, all of us. If you want, yeah, feel free. Yeah. Whoever rolls, I'll uh, give you. The answer something. is, I always want to roll if there's no roll. I have a seven. That's going to be a sixteen for investigation. Or Avery also got a sixteen for investigation. I also got a seven. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay, so Lizzie rolled a natural one. So <laughs> Lizzie starts trying to look for papers, but then ends up getting a paper cut into their wound on the shoulder so now they're just extra mad at Gemma for no reason <laughs> I just rolled the one. apologize I'm... it <laughs> but it's back now oh. uh, like a slap bet from how I met your mother Courtney and Mo you guys both pick up uh, a few different sheets of paper that are nothing more than little daily notes it looks like whoever lived here used magical paper to try and send messages across the uh, across their little compound. So you find a little small collection of notes that are, hey, I need more supplies down in room four, or hey, could you bring something up to the orchard? We're doing some work here. You know, little notes like that. Nothing super major as far as you can tell. Gemma finds a blueprint. Oh. And I'm going to send it to your, your journal on here. Magic Thruster System Blueprint. Oh. August, you find the Pocket Pal blueprints. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> They're just rolled up scrolls of paper with multiple layers of colored text indicating that there were multiple speakers and edits to the project. Gemma, what are you what do you got there? Looks like a blueprint for 
a Magitech thruster system. Straightforward story about Lee drafting a basic idea for a large-scale support that uses flight technology. And they put in XCW and J. Rodri to design it. Real quick. Threatening reduction. Sorry, as you say those names, will you roll a constitution saving throw? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> ah! It's not just an innocent piece of paper. <laughs> we love when reading, maybe, like, when reading maybe makes you ill. I have rolled a nine. Perfect. As you say those names, then you feel a slight twinge of familiarity, but nothing more. Um, and then it's bad. threatens redaction from Tyler entirely if they fail to comply. There's like all these circular rings and kinetic hexes. It's weird looking. And there's like five arms that are reaching out. Oh my god, that feels huh. weird. So was this place like a scientist base? Well, it seems like it's science and magic. Oh my god. Mm. Mo goes to look around for other things on like bookshelves or anything. Can I roll to find something? Avery is also going to hold up the piece of paper that he found um, and say, I think uh, I also got something kind of interesting over here. Oh my god, more mysterious papers? Looks like another blueprint of some kind. It's, uh, yeah, just like yours, got a lot of different people's handwriting on it. Some kind of discovery out of sinkhole, totally not dangerous, but, you know, totally worth the danger. It's some kind of passage to another realm. It's been it's been marked as restricted access and most of the details are gone, but I don't know. I think that was, that was such a good way to break down the information that I put. No, that's 10 out of 10. I was trying to give it an Avery the way Avery would, because yes. I was like, Gemma would absolutely just like read it. Avery would just kind of like glance at it and be like, yes. I don't know, kind of what's bit. happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I rolled a 10 on my investigation. Okay. Um, With your investigation, you don't find anything super useful seeming. You find a few different urgent notes requesting number nine to come to the med bay. But that's it. In this room. There are also, I don't know if I said this before, two doors out of this room. Not including the one you came into. So three total. Plus the stairs. Plus the stairs. Four. Plus the disease <laughs> corner or wherever yeah. the diseases are. Now, <laughs> with entering this room, you realize that the door you came in through, there is a door directly across the room. And that, you'd imagine, is where you felt the diseases from. Not the door on your right. Oh my god, you guys. Like, where do we go now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how useful these these notes are to us. Maybe we should look for like tools or something, some practical things. Okay. So which door should we take? Uh, well, the rest of y'all, but I'm thinking not the one where uh, Mo felt all those diseases. I feel like we should maybe avoid that. Yeah. I think that's near like the back of the wall. So just steer clear. What about the stairs? What does that paragon word mean? I don't, I don't know what that's about. Above the table, did someone that feel like that word had come up yes. before? Yes. But I can't remember who would know it. I think 
Gemma would yeah, have remembered. Yeah, because I, like, I don't think Avery would remember it. Was was maybe not there. I think Gemma and actually... both mentioned it. Um, somebody said the Paragon requires four souls, four pure souls. Kelly said that. Kelly, okay. I was going to say, can I roll an Arcana check on these doors, bro? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Gemma. Uh, it is a nine again. Oof. Not much, I'm sure. Uh-huh. With that roll, you can tell it is a pretty solidly made door. It's got <laughs> uh, nice rock borders. It's got a nice wooden frame. The hinges are really solid. And there's some slight magic in the base, but that's all we got. There's definitely magic related somehow, but I don't get much coming from them. No, I do the, st- the stairs go up? Or yes. We just came from up. <laughs> Not in the same direction that you, because they're going straight up. Y'all came yeah. down at a slight angle. Lizzie's going to roll perception real quick. She also rolled a, or a nine, so she doesn't get much else. <laughs> I think we just pick a door, guys. <laughs> we just pick a door. Not, Avery's just going to go pick a door. Avery's just going to go. <laughs> and The door straight ahead of you or the door on the right? The door on the right. Either the perfect door or somebody's gonna die. I, can I, I mean, it's a 50 50 shot. <laughs> and Avery does not think about math very much. So, so the door <laughs> explodes, and you all know. Um, <laughs> We're all dead. So the door opens just as easily. Uh, it feels like there might have been a little bit of uh, extra weather on this one. So it's gone through a bit more trauma. Well, so that's why Avery picked it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. looks more adventurous. Take a few steps down into the next room. Not very many, just, you know, a little half floor and yet again you're in a room with three doors one in front of you one on the left and one on the right uh any distinguishing features in with them these three all have a little plaque next to them all very covered in dust and gross but one of them says the one on the right says armory the one on the left says library and the one in front says kitchen Avery is going to go towards the one that says armory. Okay. I'm going to go towards the library door. Fair, fair. They're both going to look at each other like, wait a minute. We're both going towards different doors. Is this a good idea? Avery opens the door to the armory and roll a little constitution check real quick. Oh, no. Uh, It's going to be an eight. Beautiful. As you step through the door into the armory, you feel a slight buzz from your your ankles your feet your knees it's kind of just a weird buzz as you step through the door but you make it into the armory no problem you see a whole bunch of different types of weapons of any sort so if anybody has weapons on their character sheet that they do not have currently this is where you get them now they are yours lovely (laughs) but there's also a significant amount of equipment missing you can see there was room to hold a lot more in here, but as it stands, there's just basically a desk, a chair, a desk against the wall on the left with a bunch of the equipment on it and a bunch of empty racks on the wall. Also papers on the ground, just like the other rooms. Don't mean to raise any alarm bells, but uh, does it look like most of these weapons might be uh, out in the field, so to speak? Oh my god. I thought we were in a mountain, not a field, but hey. They could be. <sighs> Mo is rolling their eyes. Oh, Lizzie. Avery's, Avery's, Avery's oh, going to like chuckle. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we can't really worry about what's out there, but let's take what we can. Stock up. 
You never know when we might need some of this stuff. Avery's going to get a quarter staff and a bunch of darts. Hell yeah. You're all stocked out now, ready to take on the world. Yeah. Gemma, you take a step into the library. Mm-hmm. And will you also roll a constitution saving throw? Oh my god. Sure. Not a saving throw, just a constitution check. Uh, 14. Beautiful. You step through the door and you feel pretty fine. You feel like uh, there was a weird scan type feeling, but mm. you make it on through. You're in a room with quite a few bookshelves and letters all over the floor, books all over the floor. It looks like everything's been ransacked and destroyed in some way. Okay. But there's still a pretty significant amount of magical research books on the walls. And this room has two sections to it. There's a little divide halfway, but you can see past that. There's, to our viewers, a very familiar workshop table and a fireplace. Can I roll an investigation check of this library to see if I find relevant materials? Absolutely. That was a 10. Okay. With the 10, you don't actually find much. You find a, a note from Nick McDee. Okay. Do I go back and share this with the group? Um, You can. You don't have to. I'm going to join everybody in the armory. Guys, I find this note in the library about somebody was like had an injury that was reported and they needed a medic. It says it's from Nick McDee. Oh my God. What else does it say? It says, I've stopped the bleeding, but we need you. Finish up with one to two already. I'm grabbing extra supplies from downstairs. Because apparently someone named three has been injured and needs immediate attention. Downstairs? Oh my god, I thought we were downstairs. There's got to be something further down. And they've got people here with numbers instead of names? That feels totally fine. I don't know. Hmm. So as it stands, there are two doors that you are unfamiliar with. There's the one back in the strategy room with the diseases on the other side. Then there's the one with the plaque kitchen next to it. If there is a uh, a basement, uh, might be uh, access through the kitchen. Take a look. Avery's going to go for the kitchen door. Yeah, Moe's going to follow. Same. So is Courtney. Okay. Yeah. As Avery grabs this door handle, it is pretty stuck. And so you're going to have to do a strength check to open this door. Yes. That is one of the things that I am good at. Good. Oh, no. <laughs> Except not right now, apparently. Except not this time. <laughs> not this time. What did you get? Seven. Oof. I have a plus four, so I only rolled a three. <laughs> so stupid. Painful. Can somebody else try and open the door? Yeah. Avery pushes against the door, but it does not budge. Uh, Courtney will give it a shot. Lizzie says, Fair yeah, girl, you got it. Avery doesn't know what he's about. That's okay. Okay, but Courtney rolls a natural <laughs> 20 and pushes the door yeah. open with one hand. And it's wow. back against the wall. Avery <laughs> is going to like mumble a light. Probably got it unstuck for you. Isn't that what dudes always do with like little girls? <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> Avery yeah. is not immune to you know, an occasional <laughs> little bit of casual accidental sexism. August is a dedicated role player. Get it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> not saying it's like, a good reaction, just saying it happened. It happened. 
It was like totally not that hard. Let's go, guys. So does Courtney walk in first? Yeah. Okay. Feeling calm? You take four steps into the room, just barely enough for everybody else to come in. And then you see a formidable, tall, half-elf ghost figure. They've got smoke curling off their edges. You can't really quite tell where this person ends and when the wall behind them begins. And they're sitting inside the kitchen. So you're in a hallway and exiting that door. To the right, there's a a kitchen that's up a little half step. It's got a nice little platform. It's got cabinets. It's got a fireplace, a stove top looking thing, a whole bunch of magical appliances. But in the corner, the far right corner, there's two chairs, one of which is destroyed and you can barely tell that it used to be there, but it's still got three legs and the bones of a chair. And then this ghost is sitting in the other one. And it's sort of like its own little nook off to the side, but it's sitting there weeping. The ghost is sad? Ghost is sad. Oh no. Can we all see this or is it only Courtney? Everybody sees it. Courtney sees it first, but everybody follows suit. Uh, hello? Are you like, okay? Or like, should we like go back in there? The ghost turns and looks at you, Courtney, with no recognition, no just completely blank face and says who are you why are you here i'm like courtney and like we're just like looking for some people are are you like here by yourself hey i didn't used to be i used to have family a, a group of people i trusted and as she says that she looks past you to the rest of the group and then her face entirely changes into a face of joy but also sadness but also regret and a little bit of hatred when they look at Gemma but they don't say anything else they're just frozen does Gemma recognize her at all roll constitution uh, a saving throw or just yes a... saving throw. Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, oh man oh man 11 you know that you know them but you couldn't tell us their name. You know, you've got that. Oh my God, that's someone to me, but I don't know who. Okay, so Gemma Gemma looks at this ghost and asks like involuntarily, like, do I know you? (laughs) The ghost, her face shows that her heart has broken yet again for the thousandth time and says, better than anyone else ever has. Yeah, I, it's been, it's been a long time. I. I've missed you, but How are you? I've I've always understood. I've always understood what happened, and I needed I needed to be able to see you again to get closure. I guess I uh, I've just been waiting here for you. And she gestures at the other chair. You're trying to make me cry? Not yet. No, I don't know what Gemma does. I think Gemma stands there and short circuits a little bit. Fair. Lizzie says, "Ah, uh, so we just came here to." Get some equipment. Is it cool if we just keep on going down the hall? Are you ma- are you like a are you a bad ghost? Are you gonna hurt us? And the ghost says, "Oh no, of, of course I would never. I could never hurt STW. I could never. I could never. I love you." And she looks across the circle at you, Gemma. Makes direct eye contact. Says, "I, I could never. I, if you tell me to go, I'll go. I." I'm just glad I'm here to see you one last time. 
Lizzie starts kind of inching down the hallway towards the, the Gemma further just door. Gemma grabs her arm and stops her and just kind of stares at this person, this ghost. What's your name? She takes a really deep breath and says, well, that's an even longer story, but you'd probably remember me as Moira, but that's not quite my name. It's just the name you had to give me after after the, that day. What day? She wants to say more, but you feel like she can't. She keeps opening her mouth to try. And it's... What, what do I even roll here? I don't even... I'm like beside myself. I don't even know. You uh, There's nothing to roll necessarily. Um, I... It's not a easy... You can either go sit with her, talk with her, and help her pass on. You can move on, keep exploring the rest of the place until you figure out more mysteries and maybe a little bit of the answers there. Or you can attack her. Not gonna do that. I, hey, it's a it's a game of limitless Emma, possibilities. Like, walks over slowly and sits down in the other chair. As you sit down, you feel secret and safe and quiet in this little corner of the kitchen. Even though it's still a pretty sizable room, and you're not not set apart from the rest of it by any major method, you sit down in this corner with Moira, and you feel like you're safe and this is your spot and this is your little place to be and nothing else and all the dangers that you've ever faced can't reach this area can't reach this corner and she to have emotions today Noah <laughs> puts her hand on your hand like rests it on your your arm squeezes it a little bit and says thank you love read read the note and then fades away and on the chair where she was sitting, there's a little letter. And it's addressed to S-T-W. That's E-S-T-Y dot W. Oh, okay. That's... <gasps> We've seen that name before. Does Gemma recognize it from it was the in blueprint? Because I'm assuming blueprint. Gemma's the only one close yeah, enough. It was in my blueprint. It. Was it in your blueprint? S- it was in the... It was, oh, in, yeah, it was in mine yeah. as well, but, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not standing as close, so I'm yeah. not going to recognize it i will allow that uh the rest of you guys have kind of followed Gemma, not quite over to that corner letting her have her space but further into the room so you can possibly i feel like Gemma like tries to grab her as she's disappearing and just like roll dexterity yeah just try and grab things (laughs) (laughs) good storytelling happening right now i'm beside myself what is going on yeah, that 20. As she starts to fade away, you reach out to grab her and she you can feel her for just a moment. You you feel against her cheek as she's leaving. And with a natural 20, you have a little montage jump cut in your memories of every time you've ever held that exact same position with your hand on her cheek. And it it goes for a long time. Like if we were watching it live, it'd be a good six minute compilation of holy shit now that's six minutes yeah we're not going to do that today because this is a fun audio podcast but you see so many different aspects i've ever seen but with like a scottish lesbian exactly exactly her girlfriend yes all different types of emotions and scenes in the background you see moira covered in blood you see her crying you see her happy you see them you guys in bed together you see all different types of situations here And then she fades away. 
with a really sweet smile on her face as she does. And just involuntarily, Gemma's crying. Absolutely. And Elena's about to beat you. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> this is fine. And then Gemma grabs the note. Perfect. Do you open it? Do you unseal it? Or do you pa- pocket it away for later? She kind of just looks at it for a second, like in disbelief. And then just kind of like looks at everybody else, like just for confirmation of reality, like that that just sort of happened. Avery's going to give her like an encouraging smile, like an encouraging like, yeah. 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 Mo's going to walk over and like just put their hand on Gemma's shoulder. Are you all right? I don't know. Yeah. What do you want to do? So these memories with her. I know her. Mm. But you don't remember her? Do you, do you, do you remember her? There's this time that I've had that was missing for years. She was it. She was the time. And then Gemma tucks the note into her pocket and just like continues to like hold it there. Mm. Like leaves her hand in her pocket, like fist clutched around whatever this note is. And it stays there for some time. Lizzie uh, pulls out a little protein bar out of her pack and offers it to you with a very apologetic look on her face. Thanks. I think I'm good though. Courtney says, okay, so like that was like really sad, but like let's get going. <laughs> Courtney's right. We should we should move. Keep going. Okay, so um let's hit this door at the end of the hall. Maybe I'm sorry about that. That sucked. Okay, Avery wants to go and try and open the door. He's feeling a little like he didn't successfully last time. He really wants to open the door. <laughs> he really wants to be successful opening a door. Sorry. This boy's 12. He's um. trying his best. <laughs> Avery, you open the door at the end of the hall, and it's not stuck. It's a pretty easy pull, and you find yourself in another hallway. This one, to your right, you see a door and some slight stairs that looks like it goes outside. Who knows? And on the far left, you see what used to be a set of stairs going down, but there is a significant amount of damage to the ceiling to the walls it is mostly collapsed inward on itself along with two of the rooms that are straight ahead of you like right across from you across the hall so the room on here that says number two is crushed destroyed not there but you see on the right hand side across the hall there are holding cells and then further along the corridor there are other holding cells that have been adapted and look a lot more comfortable and are not locked up Is there anyone in any of the cells? No, not in these cells. You can see... Like somebody made an Airbnb out of them. Yeah, yeah. In this economy. (laughs) In this economy. In the 2003 economy. (laughs) Where the website and the app Airbnb definitely existed. (laughs) The three rooms on the left-hand side of the hallway have numbers along the outside. They have nine, one... And two, two's room is destroyed, sadly, but there's also another, a further corridor. What does one's room look like? One's room, roll perception for me real quick. Sure, why not? That is a nine. Okay. You see number one's room is very neat and it looks very normal, like very picturesque. Somebody really wanted this to be the ideal room. Hmm. Lizzie takes a peek down the final corridor and sees, turns back to you guys and says, oh my God, there's like five other rooms back here. It looks like there was a whole fucking team of people 
So, uh, big question is, uh, where are they all now? Because uh, that's a little eerie. Oh my god, you're so right. Wait a sec. There's a uh, there's numbers on here. Wait, weren't there numbers in that letter? Yeah, that's why I was curious about one and two's room. Two's looked like it's uh, been through some shit. What was the other letter or number on there? Three had been injured. Three. And then finish up with one and two already. Mo's going to walk down to number three's room and go in. Okay. Uh, Roll perception. Lizzie also called out that the five rooms in the corridor also have numbers on them. They have number four, number eight, number three, number five. And then the last room has six and seven. I got a 19. 19. Goddamn. Yeah, so you walk into number three's room and you feel like that room belonged to somebody who was just chill as hell, honestly. Like Mm -hmm. they came in here to have a good time, do their research. And you can see there's a bunch of research notes taped to the wall that they were very excited about. It's all very, a very passionate sort of room, very, you know, orderly, but lived in for sure. And you you also find another blueprint, the hammer blueprint. Mm. Hey, uh, you guys, I found another, looks like a blueprint. Emma goes over to check it out. Where, where is everyone? Probably followed, honestly. Yeah, if they're all kind of Wherever we are, I would have heard your voice, and then Avery will come down. Emma's just kind of been standing there like a zombie, but when she hears you, she yeah. goes to see what's going on. Uh, Looks like it's a, some sort of fire extinguisher. Um, Whatever folds up a bit, maybe. Uh, yeah, there's a, a bunch of, of writing. All these uh, blueprints for these uh, like magical kind of creations. Real interesting. Yeah, this one says something about using hexes, clinging foam. Oh my god! Something about teleportation. Hell is going Man, up? this is so out of my league. I don't even know. Lizzie walks out of bunk number one, where she went in and did a little investigation, see what she could find in there, and she shows you guys. A paper, a tattered, faded piece of paper that seems much older than the rest of the papers around. And it reads, To Henley, our Tyler recruitment efforts have culminated in quite the team ourselves. Jay Sang, B.R. Howitt, Jay Rodri, SDW, D.D. Hawk, Nick McW. I believe they'll be ideal candidates. Primed for, and then it rips off half of the paper, signed, me Aspen. P.S. With B. Tan arriving next week, we'll have a medical specialist as well. So is this some sort of research center? Seems that way. My god, if all these people were so smart, then like, where are they? Clearly they weren't smart enough to leave us a note to tell us. Wherever they are, they got a hell of a lot of weapons with them, and uh, sometimes we uh, don't know what to expect. I don't know that I want to be here when they return. Absolutely not. Definitely enough for me. Gemma's just going through the motions right now. As everybody's sort of split up into these these bunks to try and see what they can find, Gemma, you find yourself drawn to the room with two numbers, six and seven. You step inside and you feel similar to the way you did in the kitchen, but this this time it's just a bed that you sit on and you... Gemma opens the note. Okay. Ah! Ah! Sit there. You open the note that you've been clutching onto this whole time. And as you do so, sitting on your bed in your room, you flash back to decades ago, decades and decades ago, you and Moira, 
just recently finished up your studies at the prestigious Magitech United. She brings you a recruitment poster. It says, only the best and brightest. Come join Tyler, which on the paper stands for the Thalor Yearning for Learning Essential Research Facility. You see years upon years of research, missions across realities, amazingly exciting discoveries, but really, you see love. You remember the years you spent here in this mountain with the love of your life. You think about the rest of the crew and the good times around the campfire after a risky operation. You remember faces that your actions helped save time and time again. You remember it all, Gemma. But especially, you remember the day you killed them all. Oh my god. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we're going to end off. Bam! That's the end of this week's episode of Queering People's Saving Throws. Hope you had a great time. Next episode will be up in two weeks, and then you'll be able to learn more about Gemma's secret history. We are August as Avery, KJ of Supernatural Opinions as Courtney, Elena as Gemma, Sam as Mo, and myself, Noah, as the DM. You already know the deal. Socials are in the episode description, along with our website, QueeringThingsPodcast.com. If you have the time, maybe reach out. Let us know what you think so far. We'd love that. Thanks for listening, and we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again. Russell T. Davies me like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Noah, you absolute bad lad. <laughs> you know how long I've been waiting for this reveal to happen? Oh my god. This was like day one of planning. I, I'm mad at how many emotions I felt. Gosh darn it.